the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. We're talking about hot, holy, and humorous marriages. What what stage needs work in your marriage? The hot part, romance. The holy part, spiritual growth. Or the humorous part, that's when you're smiling and you're laughing because you see each other and you like each other. That's the like in marriage. Well, give me a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That number again is 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Waldorf, Maryland, and talk to Vanessa, who's on the line. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What are you thinking today? Well, right now I'm thinking, well, I just tuned in very late, and I think I'm kind of off topic. Mm. I had a question regarding um, divorce and remarriage. So if that's another day, I can call back another day. Well, what are you thinking on that one? Because sometimes when you don't have the hot, holy, and humorous, it ends in divorce. So what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I've been married for about 30 years, and this is a second marriage for me. My husband's first, and we have uh, two children that we have together and one that I brought into the marriage with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, for a while, for a long time, my concern has been, um, is there a way... Well, does God actually ex- accept the second marriage? Uh-huh. And when we first talked prior to getting married, my husband showed me some scripture that indicated, okay, yeah, well, this does work. And I heard, I saw something on YouTube the other day, mm-hmm. and it got me to thinking again. Um, so based on your studies of the Bible, what do you see in the Bible that indicates that um being married, I'm sorry, being divorced and remarrying is okay by God. Gotcha. Okay. Let me ask you this question before I answer it. And I do have an answer for you. Okay. But let me ask you this question. Okay. If I were to tell you it's, it's wrong, there's uh, nothing uh, in the scripture that would support you being remarried. Having been married for 30 years and having two kids together, what would you do about it? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, that's really a tough question. But in my mind, mm-hmm. what I would want to do about that mm-hmm. is get divorced, mm-hmm. and so that I can be accept- acceptable by God. Because my husband says, as long as you can ask God to forgive you mm-hmm. for having been divorced before and for remarrying, that it's okay. I'm just, you know, I just want to be sure because I'm 62 mm-hmm. and getting old and I really, really, really want salvation. Sure. Now, let me ask you, if you got divorced, but yet the scripture says that God hates divorce, are you going to commit another sin because of the first one? 
by getting divorced again. Well, I guess that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you talk about repenting and turning away, mm-hmm. I guess I, I kind of see it as by divorcing, which mm-hmm. is not something I really, really want to do. I do love right. my husband, and right. we do get along very well. Mm-hmm. But by divorcing, to me, I guess it seemed as though I would be repenting and turning away from the thing that I did that was wrong. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So let me give you my two cents on it. A couple other quick questions. Um, when you okay. got divorced the first time, did you get divorced because of marital unfaithfulness on your part or on your spouse's part? I got divorced because my husband did not, you know, he just treated me terribly, mm-hmm. eating, and I just got myself to a point where I could just turn away from it and just leave. You know, mm-hmm. for a time, I felt I was stuck in it because mm-hmm. I was very young. Yeah. And then I, I remember getting stronger and just growing stronger and believing in myself. So I had the strength to just leave. Mm-hmm. And what I did when I left was I returned back to college where we the two of us met. Mm-hmm. I returned back to college to finish school. Mm-hmm. So you got divorced because he was he was uh, treating you badly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like he was maritally unfaithful to you, right? No. And you weren't married. Not to my knowledge anyway. Right. And you weren't maritally unfaithful to him. Is that right? No. Now, were both of you believers at the time? I was a believer, but not the way I am now. There were a number of things I did not know back Mm -hmm. then, but I did always believe in God. I uh, accepted him as our Savior. But again, when I was younger, there was a number of things I just did not know and did not understand. understand. On his part, I cannot say that he was a believer. I understand. So you were unequally yoked. Here's the thing. If I knew you back then and you asked me about this, I would say, hey, get the counseling that's necessary. God doesn't want you to just run to the divorce court. He really wants to try to make this work. And let's see if God can bring him into the fold. And together, you guys can have the Christian marriage that God would want you to have. All right. That's what I would have said to you 30 some okay. years ago. Okay. But that that's done. That's uh-huh. over with. There's nothing you can do about that. And then you got remarried. All right. And so in a sense, what you need to do in my, in my humble opinion is, you know, say, God, you know, I married this man and I already got divorced. Forgive me for that. I remarried him and maybe that wasn't in your will either. But now that we're married, Lord, help us to live in your will. And I ask for your grace to cover me. And thank you for the second chance. And I think that's where I would be. That's what I would encourage you to do, to be married to this man. You've had these children. Try to be the best wife and the best uh, mom uh, that you can be. And don't make the mistake again. Don't get divorced again. Don't marry another man after that divorce. You know, you did that once. Now let's trust God's grace to cover the mistake that you made. Because, you know, I'm not in the business of trying to vet marriages and tell people what marriage is holy and what marriage is not holy because we really don't know. And so I would give it over to God and try to live the best life you can under his grace. Is that helpful to you, Vanessa? That's extremely helpful, Dr. Anderson. Thank you. You're so very welcome. God bless you. Let's go to King George, Virginia, and talk to Derek, who's on the line. Hello, Derek. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? How are you doing, Dr. David Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? I just want, I just, marriage is, if a man or a woman, we just simply read the Word of God daily. Uh Uh-huh. 
and just strengthen that just strengthen that relationship with God. That that uh, strengthen the marriage. Yes, absolutely. Put God first. Mm-hmm. And, and and put all your issues on the table. All, all you because everybody has some type of issue in their life they're dealing with, and right. daily deal with that issue and die to self. Mm-hmm. Your marriage will be stronger. Well, that is true. So true. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate the comment. Lord bless you. It is true. The the part of the marriage we're talking about there is the holiness part, the spiritual development part, that part where you are reading God's word, you are putting God first. And I do think that that is important and that helps to to develop and grow a marriage. There's so much more that's necessary, though. Of course, it starts there. But, you know, good communication skills and the way you handle your finances, the way you clean up after yourself. I mean, these are just those, you know, who makes the dinner and when is the dinner ready and then one's late or one's early. I mean, those are all the practical things things uh, that, you know, again, even if you're reading the word and putting God first, they're just some human characteristics uh, that in order to live together and in order to uh, like one another, uh, you've got to come to agreement on some of those. And you may think, well, as long as I love Jesus and she loved Jesus, that's going to be fine. No, believe it or not, loving Jesus is good and we need to continue to grow in Jesus. But, uh, you know, there's certain things that uh, whether somebody is a believer or not a believer, uh, still going to have bad breath, need to brush your teeth. I mean, you know, you might find that in the scripture. It's not an issue of love. It's an issue of cleanliness. And so these are the sort of things, though, that can bug one another and create problems if you're not, uh, you know, uh, open to, to communication in every area. Hello, Nancy. Are you there? Okay. Uh, thank you for having me again. I talked to you a long time ago. Okay, great. And you helped me to take a decision and with my husband. Okay. We were married for 23 years. Uh-huh. But I, I try to be with him. I uh, I follow the advice that you told me and everything. Okay. But uh, he's not a believer and he is still uh, left. So, mm. and now I have two years separate with him, mm. and I'm in the question that I don't know if I get divorced, filed for divorce. Mm. My dad is saying that I have to do it, that I have to start my new life, that I have to get over it. You know, they are young, and they don't they don't believe how I believe in my... I, I was so depressed, and I'm still taking pills for depression. And yeah. everything we can high five for my marriage, but I'm still alone now. Yes. So it's hard. I'm sure. To start a new life. I'm sure it's very difficult for you. I'm so sorry that this happened. You were married 23 years, separated for three, trying to have a godly marriage, but he left anyway. So now you're asking yourself the question, should I file for divorce? Well, it sounds like he's abandoned you. He left you. The question is, do you think that there's any way that he might come back or has he moved on to marry someone else or to be with someone else? Uh, no, um, he's not going to come back because um, when he left, we talked about it and I told him that he's going to leave uh, because he, he was leaving back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. But I talk to him and I say, you leave this time, I'm not going to come back with you. And he say that he's okay, that he doesn't want to be yes. with us anymore, that he finished. So Is he dating other people, do um, you know? Uh, he was dating, he was cheating uh, several times, so yeah. that's why we having problems. 
I but understand. But right now he's alone. Uh huh. Do you want him back or no? I don't want him back because he was treating me very bad. But that's my, that's my, my. Uh, I don't know my 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 question because I don't want him back. I forgive him for what yeah. he did, everything. But I don't want to be living with him because he's not changed. He has the same thinking. Sure. He has the same perception of life. Sure. So I don't want to deal with that again. Yeah. So I tried two years separate. Help me. Yes. And um, what, get over a little bit. Not getting over it because I'm sure. still, you know, in the process. But go back again to start all over again, and uh, I cannot yeah. do it anymore. Do you have a uh, pastor? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to a pastor, but the pastor told me that um, he abandoned me. He he was sitting in, so I'm free to. To divorce him because he did uh, that. Sure. So I can be, uh, um, I have the right to get divorced because he left. Yeah, I would. He doesn't want to be with me. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with your pastor. What I would, what I would say is, be, he was uh, sleeping around on you, and he left you. So that's adultery and abandonment. Um, this is what I would do. I would go through a time of fasting and praying for maybe 21 days or 40 days and ask God to give you his will and his peace. And if God gives you his will and his peace during that time to go ahead and file for divorce, then you know that you have heard from the Lord. That's what I would say to you. Uh, but yes, you have biblical okay. reason to file for divorce because he's actually done all the the bad things that the scripture has talked about, abandonment and adultery. But before you do it, I would make sure that I went through a season of praying and fasting and hearing from the Lord. And then whatever God says, you go from there, okay? Okay. God bless you, Miss Nancy. You're so welcome. My pleasure. We're talking about the wisdom of love, specifically unconditional love. Do you think it's possible? Is it possible to love without conditions? Maybe you're trying and it's hard, so let me help you think through it. What is the wisest way to love? There's a question. What is the wisest way to love? Here's my number, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's kick it off with Beth, who's in Bethesda, Maryland. Hi, Beth. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Well, uh, what I'm thinking is um, I feel that I love my children um, unconditionally. Just mm-hmm. I think that's a mother's love. Okay. Um, but I wanted to get some in, insight on my husband. Um, we're in the process of separating, and for the most part, it really has to do with um, parenting. And he he won't, he just won't love our son unconditionally mm-hmm. and i i just can't understand that are you uh choosing feel like you're choosing your son over your husband well i'm not choosing uh there's also been some um some um verbal abuse as well so mm-hmm. over a lengthy period so i feel i have a head a solid head on my shoulders mm-hmm. i've taken time i've we've gone to marital therapy mm-hmm. uh we've uh, you know we've done a lot of things that we should 
we should have tried before Mm -hmm. we got to this point. But my question really revolves around if you to to love to love children. Mm -hmm. My son, let me preface it, is a good kid. And my husband has problems because I don't think that's the child that he wanted to parent. I don't Mm -hmm. feel he got the, the child and he's made statements to that effect. He did not get the son that he wished for. Sure. So what do you do when you get a child that is not uh, the child you want? You want a girl, you get a boy. You want a boy, but he's not tough enough or smart enough. The reality is we, you know, you can't get oftentimes what you want. God works that DNA out. So I hear what you're saying. I also hear the disappointment that your uh, father, that your uh, husband has as a father, but it doesn't sound to me like that's all the story, like something's going on there uh, with your son and with him. Let me ask you, is is your son LGBT gay? Oh, no. Okay. Um, What's the big deal? No, he's, well, he has a learning difference. Okay. Nothing major. Okay. But he has trouble studying, whereas my husband grew up as a completely straight A student throughout high school and and university. So he's really dealing with disappointment. So there's one problem. Well, he probably feels like it reflects on him. I don't have a smart kid, but I'm smart. If he just study hard enough, uh, then he could be, uh, you know, as approved as I am. So I, I get that, and it's it's unfortunate because you're you're right. He's not approving of of his son. And that hurts the son. It probably hurts you as the mom. And, uh, I think that's an area of growth, a area of growth for him. I'm not sure how to change that with the exception of he needs to uh, get the help that's necessary to do it, but surely you can't do anything about that. But is that affecting your marriage as well? Like, does that hurt your heart as the wife? Oh, of course. Yes. Hmm. I feel like I, you know, might cry just talking with you because no matter how I've read, uh, uh, you know, a good 15 uh, books on, um, you know, parenting a child with a yeah. learning difference yeah, um, and selecting out the, the areas of which match up with what my son needs and what yeah. can help him. Yeah. And I try to do my part, yeah. but I don't feel that my husband has done any reading or any taking any parenting classes. Yeah to try to learn how to be a more effective parent. And, you know, I feel that yeah. the, the, it'd be better if he could be more accepting because in the long run, I feel when the child is in their 20s or 30s, they're going sure. to need a lot of psychotherapy if they aren't receiving sure. well, your, affirmation your husband needs, approval yeah, now. Your husband needs that himself. He needs therapy. And, again, I'm not judging him, but my guess is the reason why he feels this way is because it's a reflection on him as a man. So my son is supposed to reflect me, and I'm supposed to be proud of my son who reflects me. So when my son is not living up to his potential, whatever that is, or if that son has a defect, then that somehow reflects on me. And so it's really a self-esteem issue. Uh, and I think that's something that has to be worked out in therapy. Again, as the wife, there's nothing you can really do about that except to try to encourage your husband to get the help that he needs. But I'm sure that it just uh, it hurts your heart because it's dividing the love uh, in a sense. You want to have romantic love for him. You have motherly love for your son, and this divides your love, and you hate to be put in that situation. But it's, it's causing you not to respect him uh, deep in your heart because of the way he's uh, treating 
your son and as a mom, you're protective. So you're putting a, a kind of a difficult spot there, aren't you, Beth? Yeah, I am. And I, um, how are you coping? You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I've had, I've had therapy for several years, but I just took a break from it because I, um, I just, I'm actually recently moved out of yeah. our family home. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry to hear um, that. My husband would not move. Mm-hmm. So he would not move. And so he basically yeah. required the upheaval of the rest of the family. There's, uh, a, uh, there's a sister, too, to my to my yeah. son. So, Well, I'm sorry to hear and that. And that's not going over very well. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know, sometimes it's that kind yeah. of crisis that shakes. It's that kind of crisis that shakes somebody up. I'm not saying you should have left or shouldn't have left, but I know that once the family leaves like that, whether he leaves you guys or you have to get out, sometimes that's what that person needs to have the crisis in their life to realize, oops, it's not them that's the problem. It's me that's the problem. And sometimes that separation helps people to see their own mess. So let's pray that that happens, that during this time of separation, uh, that he might uh, have a revelation, that God may show him that he's the issue that he's the problem, that he has areas he needs to work on. And uh, God can do that. You know he can do that, right, Beth? I do. I do know that. He can do. I feel so blessed by God in all the things that I already have been given and all the ways in which he's working in my life right now. Well, before I move on, let me pray uh, for you if that would be okay. Would that be all right? That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Sure. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we lift up Beth. We thank you, God, that she's mothering her children. She's trying to be a mother hen and at the same time trying to be a wife. Lord, would you help her to be an encourager? But would you also help her to be encouraged even through this prayer uh, of God's people and Lord through your presence even now? We also pray for a revelation, for uh, revealing yourself to her husband so that he can see uh, where he has erred, and then bring him back into your will for loving not only his wife, but his son as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's go to Laura now in Sever and see if we can catch her. Hi, Laura. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Yeah, I got you. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? So we're talking about unconditional love, and um, I wanted to ask you, I've heard, I've come to a point. I'm talking about the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, yeah. and um, I have some friends that are like that. And I used to be extreme to where I didn't even want anything to do with them. Right. And I've learned a, a lot from you, so thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. However, I've also learned um, a little bit more about what God says about it and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I understand that you love the person and not the sin. However. Right. If I feel like if the person um, knows, I guess they don't know that they're sinning, but I feel that they are. Well, let's. So I let's, guess I'm struggling with loving them. Well, let's uh, let's say that somebody does know that they are. Some people may feel like uh, God's word is not clear on it, or this is the way they were made, and they're not sinning. But let's say that somebody does know that they're sinning, whether it's LGBT or whether it's uh, a heterosexual sin. What are you supposed to do when you sin? You're supposed to go before the Lord and ask him to forgive you, and then you're supposed to try to live 
right. And that's rather whether someone is, you know, LGBT or whether somebody is heterosexual, you're supposed to try to do your best to love and live uh, in a way that God would want you to love and live. Here's the thing. If you feel like God made you this way or this is who you are, then I think what you need more than anything else is God's grace to help you live the holiest life that you can. And so far as loving LGBT, we have to love people and we should do it with with great fervor because that's the way God would love you. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.